Women in White Coats is here to uplift women doctors just like you. Empowering you in your personal and professional life. I'm Dr. Amber Robbins. And I'm Dr. Archana Shrestha. We are doctors, best-selling authors, and the co-founders of Women in White Coats. Now, are you ready for a culture shift where women empower women? Join us to get a glimpse of what life is like as a woman doc. And guess what? You'll discover that you're not alone. We're here to give you positivity and keys to balancing your life. This is the Women in White Coats podcast. Hello, my fellow Women in White Coats. This is your sister doc, Archana Shrestha, and I am the co-founder and chief wellness officer of Women in White Coats, and I'm also a certified physician life coach. Today, we are discussing the power of life coaching for women physicians with my guest, Dr. Sarah Bolender. She is a board-certified radiation oncologist and has also been a participant in our 12-week life coaching program called the Physician Wellness and Empowerment Program. She's going to share with you more about her experience in the program and the ways in which her life has transformed from the program and the coaching she received there. Welcome, Sarah. Oh, hi. Good to see you guys. Good to see you as well. It's so lovely to have you here. So I'd love for you to, first of all, just introduce yourself further, tell us, and also tell us more about yourself and what you were, you know, some of the challenges or struggles you were facing when you decided to enroll in our program and sort of like what led you to finally enroll in our program? Yeah, well, I'm a wife, um, a mother of four boys and a busy radiation oncologist. I practice um, in uh, Boise, Idaho at a hospital-based radiation oncology um, where a small group um, goes, we service four different clinics. So we're spread pretty thin. We have a very busy life. And uh, so that keeps me hopping as well as um, um, we're a blended family. And uh, so we went, I went through raising four boys and medical practice all at the same time. So, and my youngest now is 18 and is senior in high school. So working the whole time they were coming up in school. Um, so I've generally been somebody who really loves my job and finds a lot of reward in my work and my patients. I have a great team I work with. And um, so usually very, I mean, working really hard, but feeling very satisfied and feeling like I make a difference and every day. And I just went into a phase where I had, and I know we've all had them, where you have challenges with details that are outside of your control at work, administrative changes, um, doing more with less, uh, COVID thrown in there. And, you know, the oncology care was just still rolling. And um, it was really the second year of COVID, I think, that really kind of hit me the most. And then we had some challenges um, at work with um, replacement of machines and different things. And there was um, a changing of the guard in administration. And I went from a place where I kind of felt like I was working with people who knew me. I'm just about to hit my 24th year in this job. I've been dedicated to the rural care and I've been out in our rural center for 17 years. And then we had this hiccup and the administration changes. These people don't know me. I have 
dedicated all this time and energy to the community. I've gotten van service from a farther place. I've built a respite house. I've fundraised. I shoot for the cure, bowl for the cure, anything for the cure. And I was, I really hit a hard spot with just overwhelm, too much work, not enough sleep, bringing too many charts home. And I was actually out on a walk listening to a podcast and it was the advertisement for the women's wellness and empowerment group um, course. And I'm walking along and it's like, are you tired? Yes, I'm tired. Are you thinking of maybe retiring earlier than you would think? Oh my gosh, I am. Yes. I'm like, feeling kind of desperate and are you bringing it kind of the way I kind of thought it is like I think my work-life balance is like upside down and I'm bringing too much home and it was all at once and I'm used to being this kind of optimistic and you know empowered person and I was just overwhelmed I felt like I was treading water and then I couldn't even barely take a breath and I thought I don't even have time for this course like I'm so burnt out and it was like you can do something about this so I'm like oh my gosh I'm the poster child so I just felt completely convicted and I said okay uh, I don't think the hospital is going to be taking care of me I have great partners but I can't and they're supporting me but I need to do something for me and I think this class is what I'm going to do and it really was remarkable so yeah. And I think that, um, you know, many of the things you were facing, like you mentioned, kind of felt beyond your control, right? And, and things were shifting in your, in your um, circumstances, really, right? And so you came to the program, um, you mentioned that you were kind of feeling burnt out. Is that kind of the overall feeling you were feeling at that point when you started? Yes, complete burnout, um, ready to, looking almost to escape from medicine, like, if I had a plan B, I would go to plan B right now um, and overwhelm like I was just treading water, just trying to get from one day to the next, sometimes just one hour to the next, just and uh, not not comfortable with that, but so overwhelmed that I didn't really know what to do. Mm. I was kind of trapped. Yeah. And I think that that's such a great way of describing it. It's just like treading water, right? Like you're just trying to keep your head above, above, above water. And I think so many women doctors can really relate to that, especially right now. Like things are already tough before the pandemic. And then now you add in all those additional stressors. And oftentimes people are working short staff. So doing more with less, just like you said, right? And, and then that does leave you feeling that way. Like you're just trying to keep your head above water. Right. Um, and so I'd love to hear, Sarah, what were some of the ways in which life has improved or changed as a result of the program and what you learned there? Well, I think one of the most important things that I learned that was um, early on in the course is <clears throat> that really we are our own best like we are our own resource and um and that i i realized that i'd just been giving and giving and giving and we're rewarded for that and that's kind of my personality and that i was giving myself away and that i wasn't really they were talking about you, fill yourself up so you can give out of the um overflow without giving yourself up and that was a whole new concept to me 
So I was like, wow, that's a totally new concept. And that self-care is like good stewardship of you, you and your talent is what you're giving. You know, you're giving to your family, your patients, your partners, um, the hospital. And if you get used up, then you don't have anything left. And so that was a new concept for me rather than just like the hustle and the grind and being so proud of just, you know, keep going. And so the idea of like stopping and kind of assessing that and saying like, how do I take care of me so that I can keep giving without completely giving myself away was really helpful. So I think as a result, I have better self-care and I am as a result, more resilient going back to work. And if you'd have told me that in 12 weeks, I could go from as negative as I was to as hopeful and empowered as I, I am now, I would have been like, oh my gosh. And I have to say in the beginning, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so I just did all the lessons. And what really helped was I saw in one of the comments that it's like, this is manageable. Like you think you don't have time, but this is well-structured and you have time. And that was exactly what it was. It was little manageable pieces um, that worked. And I think the first thing I had to do was I had to tell my office and my partners that at, uh, so my times, it's 5.30. At 5.30 every Tuesday for 12 weeks, I am unavailable as of five. And I did it. <laughs> I mean, it changed. I, I said, I made this priority and it happened. And now I'm going to forever not be available after five on Tuesdays because it's so great, which yeah. is kind of, I mean, I'm sure there's people that will listen and think, oh, I can't, I couldn't just carve out this time, but it worked. I made it a priority and it really worked. So that was, and then later we talked about scheduling. So I learned about how to better schedule my time um, and just the idea of things that are out of your control and how you're processing them. You can't control. So I can't control some of the facts, but I can control how I feel about it. And I realized I was kind of um, at one point just kind of stuck fighting with reality, kind of torturing myself and having a really kind of a negative um, feeling about something, whereas I didn't realize I have the power to say, okay, well, this fact is simply a fact. And I can, my thoughts about that can be in my control. So it, the coaching really helped take me from a more, uh, my thoughts leading to a negative outcome to my thoughts being more neutral or accepting, which was really empowering and also just kind of lifted this weight um, where I could kind of, because my goal was to go back, to get back to the joy of my job. And I really feel like through multiple steps, I mean, it didn't happen overnight. That's really happened. So helpful. So you feel like you're back, uh, getting back to the joy of it? Yes, getting back, able to come to work with a more joyful attitude, which means I bring my best self. I feel um, instead of feeling kind of overwhelmed and everything's, you know, um, on me, I, um, I feel like I'm delegating better, scheduling better. 
um, that I have a better attitude. Um, so it kind of took me from a place of just surviving to really feeling more strength, um, a, more, a better sense of power and that I'm thriving rather than just kind of surviving and trying to make it to the next day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so beautiful that, that you share that transformation that you've gone through over this 12-week program. And one of the things that you said, I think, is such a great point that everyone can take away who's listening, which is there are definitely things that are beyond our control, right? Some of these circumstances that happen in our life. And I know from coaching you, Sarah, like there was something going on that it, a decision the administration had made that would affect your work, you know, in terms of accessibility to certain machines and things like that. And so um, that was something that was beyond your control. But I love how you so beautifully said that you stepped back into your power, into the things that you could control, right? Because there are certain mm -hmm. things we can't control and there are certain things we can control, right? And it's part of the power is knowing the difference, right? Like what are the things I just have to accept and what are the things that I can control and how can I, um, you know, in this uncontrollable circumstance, come to acceptance or maybe even turn it into like, you know, turning lemons into lemonade or find something that actually is going to work for me in this circumstance. Yeah, I think one of the things that I, instead of sitting with the, you know, I really don't agree with this decision and all this stuff that kind of led me to kind of spiral down, I, I was able to say, okay, this is happening and how can I make this work for me? And really sitting with that, like, how can I make this work for me? And looking, as you said, at what is it that I can control within this circumstance? And um, so that was really helpful as far as attitude and how to process things, how to um, uh, looking also into the future. So I was so overwhelmed and just getting from moment to moment and day to day that it was a real gift to be able to say, okay, well, what? what do you want your practice to look like? What do you want it to be like now? What do you want it to be like in the next few years and going forward? And so that was a gift in that I was, I, I actually kind of, I said, well, I'm going to make a five-year plan and I'm going to, and then the idea of like your best future. Um, when you're just surviving, you, you can, you're just looking at the next chart, you know, let alone your best future. And so I'm like, I would really like to, to look at that. And uh, so it prompted me to do a lot of thinking about that, got some coaching on that, and then looking at and talking to my husband um, about what does our future look like and how my job plays a part in that. It was, um, that was an unexpected little gift because I didn't, you know, I kind of thought, oh, I've just got to get out of burnout, right? <laughs> but now it's like, I'm feeling more hopeful about everything and I have, I actually have like a work plan now. And that's really um, empowering and uh, just kind of makes you feel better about everything. Yeah. So really just kind of looking forward to the future and having a plan and creating that dream life that you want to create. Um, and that's definitely something that we talk about in that in the program. Hello, my sister doc. Are you feeling overworked, overwhelmed, and exhausted? If so, I want you to know that you are not alone. And I also want you to know that there is a way out of it. 
Check out our three steps to move from overwhelmed and exhausted to confident and balanced as a woman doctor training. It's a free training for you created specifically for women doctors who are just feeling so incredibly overwhelmed right now. Here's what you'll learn. The four mistakes most women doctors make when trying to prevent burnout, the three steps that actually work to move you out of overwhelm and exhaustion, the one belief that could shift everything for you, and our proven process for helping you feel confident and balanced into burning bright instead of burning out. And as a special gift, you'll receive our wellness and empowerment workbook just for registering for the training. To register, go to womeninwhitecoats.com forward slash three steps training. And that is the number three steps training. Can't wait to see you there. And I'm also curious uh, if you could share, Sarah, a little bit more about your work hours and how that's changed, because I know that you were probably one of the people in the group who was like really overworking and, and you just really poured a lot into your work and you loved it and you still do love it. But um, talk a bit about that and how you kind of intentionally change things with regards to your work schedule. Yeah, when I came in, I was... I was easily working 60 hours a week and um, uh, overworking. So the first step in changing my schedule was allowing time for the class to happen. And that was a gift in that it was like, you know what, that actually worked. I can do it. It was tangible. It was like evidence that I could say, you know what, I need to do this. And so the schedule will change. And I got support for that. And it happened and I was like, oh my gosh, this is encouraging. Like I can do this. And then um, I learned um, some, there's a section on charting that was really helpful that helped me be more efficient uh, with my charting. So less was coming home. And I also, in the face of the changes that were outside of my control, I looked at with the kind of the power of, I can set my schedule with um, with this, I can um, I can look at my schedule during this transition time that's um, related to one of my rural offices, and I was able to say, okay, how do I want to spend my time? Be thoughtful about it, and then I said, okay, so this is how we're going to do it, and I'm going to um, change my hours on these days, and uh, and we'll start with that, and we'll reevaluate and. Uh, so that's nothing I would have actually thought of or probably felt empowered enough to do because I was kind of feeling like, well, you know, the grind, the hustle is what you're rewarded for. And being able to say, you know what, I'm changing my hours on this day and I'm going to change the, the, you know, the, the workflow during this transition time where we're um, putting in some new machines and things that that was really helpful. And added to kind of protecting my time at home and kind of letting me take a breath. Yeah. And I think what's really powerful about what you said, Sarah, is that while the program did take a little bit of time to do, right, like we keep it very manageable because people are coming to us already feeling overwhelmed. And so we don't want to give them another overwhelming thing to do. So we keep it very streamlined, very efficient. 
you know, it takes about, I would say two hours per week, um, you know, between a group coaching session, which is an hour and um, private one-on-one coaching and then watching a video. It's about two hours a week. And what I hear you saying is that like, while it did take a little bit of time, you actually learned strategies that gave you back way more than that two hours of time that you were investing and also set you up for, you know, having more time with family, more time for self-care, more just time for yourself, really. Yeah, it was, um, it, yes, it was very manageable to do the course. And then each week you're kind of learning a new tip that helps and, um, it was, yes, by the end, it was very evident that the investment that you put in, you get back in spades because you have more, um, uh, more time. So, mm-hmm. well, what else has changed for you, Sarah? What other ways has life changed or improved? Whether it's like you mentioned charting or maybe, um, relationships with others, whether at home or staff or, um, boundaries, even like anything else that you can yeah. think of that's really changed? boundaries I think I you know is kind of the later you stay the later you stay so one of the things that um I uh wanted to do was um uh set some time boundaries so that I could um so that I could have an end to my day so that I had more of the time back for family time and um you have to be purposeful about it and it takes sometimes you're successful and sometimes you're not, but it teaches you uh, strategies to set some time boundaries and some boundaries also um, with what I would and wouldn't do uh, as the changes in administration uh, happen. So I really, I got to look at how much of myself I was giving away and then really thinking like, what is it that I want to really want to be doing now? At this point in my career, how much am I giving? Am I happy with all of that? And so it helped me define um, some boundaries for, you know, I'll do this, but maybe I'm not going to do that anymore. And that was a good thing in the past. And I'm really made an impact, but maybe I'll pass that baton to somebody else. And Mm -hmm. so that was very freeing and um, took a little coaching to get through that because I think we all want to do everything for everyone but really coming to a point of acceptance like you know there are phases and I think I'm going into a new phase and I'm actually feeling really good about it Mm -hmm. yeah exactly there's so many different seasons of life and maybe something was great to do for one point of your career but now it's it's sort of like been there done that (laughs) move on and and maybe step back from certain roles. So that's that's wonderful that you were able to identify that and also act, act on it. So what would you say was your favorite part of the program, Sarah? My favorite was the group coaching meeting. Um, I got to, you know, by Zoom, meet other women and realize first off, like, I'm not alone. This, it's not just me. And even though we had different practices, we lived in different parts of the United States, very similarities and learning from other people's struggles and triumphs and uh, that not alone, that uh, people and just celebrating their success as well as they went through and had access to different instructors and they were all really great. But the the group was probably my favorite part. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
a lot of people really love that group um, atmosphere. And like you said, just knowing that you're not alone, that there's other women doctors experiencing similar things, that you're not broken. Right. <laughs> nothing wrong with you, right? I think also learning about um, kind of how I was hardwired coming into this and how that kind of affected my, you know, my approach and, you know, being rewarded for being a fixer and uh, different things like that, that I would, that that kind of was part of how I grew up and how I function and that uh, awareness of that helped too, so that I could be more intentional with my decisions. Yeah. And some of it is, is like you mentioned, hardwiring, right? Like even from our training, we start to learn certain, we get certain messages, we learn certain things, right? I mean, one of the things I remember from training was that thing, maybe you heard this too, is like eat, pee and sleep when you can, right? Right. (laughs) You never know when that next meal is coming, that next break is going to happen, you know? And I found that to be very true in emergency medicine, especially because I would just walk into a shift and like there'd be a 10 hour shift and I wouldn't get to go to the bathroom. I wouldn't get to eat. And so it, it to me, to my brain, that felt very true. <laughs> and so I think like there's other things like that, that we learn in, in our training that we just believe to be true a hundred percent of the time. Um, and just kind of creating that awareness of how we are hardwired and the ways that's showing up in our life, you know, and, and for me, that would show up as like, I would just grab all the food. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to eat. Let me go just, I see some cookies on at the nursing station. I'm going to grab it because I might not get to eat in a few hours or the cafeteria will be closed. And so, you know, how that showed up for me was basically kind of like this food scarcity or buffering and just trying to eat away my stress. And, and that's another thing that we do talk about in, in the program is, is, is the whole concept of buffering, trying to like neutralize um, negative feelings, um, whether it's, you know, everybody kind of picks their poison, right? (laughs) Whether it's food, alcohol, Netflix, social media, or whatever it is, or maybe a combination of all of those things. It's, it it was good to get to kind of look at like, so what do we do, you know, because not everything is positive. So you're going to run into this negative and how do you deal with it? And I don't think really anyone ever, just talks about that in training, but they give you all this reinforcement for, you know, putting yourself last and putting all of everything you need to do in medicine first. And you have to kind of, I don't know, unlearn that and learn a new concept that um, we, you know, it's okay to, to be frustrated or to, you know, you don't have to buffer away every negative feeling because it's just going to pass. And I think, it makes you feel more empowered to realize, okay, this, you know, I can sit with this for a second and it's not, you know, it's not, I don't have to live in the world of overwhelm all the time. And I have to say the first couple of times I kind of was trying to process emotion like that. I was like, I don't know about this. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to write this stuff down. And I was like, I don't know. And then um, I was like, oh, you know what? that actually worked. I'm glad I did it. Even though I was kind of like, I don't know, I guess I I should try it, you know? So it was actually very helpful. So even if you think at first, you're like, I don't know if this is the right technique for me. I just tried everything and, and everything turned out to be really helpful. Some more than others, but lots of new skills that really help you 
you know, kind of survive and uh, thrive and live your best life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think what you said, Sarah, there is, is very on point in terms of we really don't learn how to process our emotions. And here I am, and you are an oncologist, right? And patients are dying, right? And some of your patients are going to die and some of my patients would die, right? And we learn right. how to deliver the news to the family and the um. Uh, but we don't, we're never taught like, okay, yeah, I know how to deliver the news to them. I can hold space for them. But like, nobody taught me how to manage my own feelings about this when my patient is dying, you know, or my patient dies. And so um, I think like, and, and that's one of the huge things we talk about in um, the program is how to process your emotions without having to react to them, without stuffing them down. Cause a lot of us are taught to like, just suppress them, right? or trying to neutralize them with, um, with things like buffering and instead just really kind of like allowing them to be and to feel them. And cause mm-hmm. really the only thing to do with a feeling is simply to feel it. <laughs> we don't really have to do anything else with it except feel it, but we're kind of brought up with the thought that like, whether it's from our childhood or what we learned in training or somewhere along the line in life, right? Or just the culture, uh, of society in general is that something's gone wrong when you're having a negative feeling. Yeah, it doesn't have to mean that anything's wrong. Exactly, exactly. This is just the human experience, right? It's 50-50. We know that for our patients, right? But right. like for some reason, we're like thinking that life's supposed to be always great for, for us as doctors. And, and it's just not like that. It's not like that for anybody. So I'd love to just close it out, Sarah. Is there anything else that you want to share? Um, and I'd also love to hear from you. Like, what would you say to someone who's on the fence about joining this program? Oh, I think that this is, if you can only do one thing, do this. And because it is, it, it's doable. It, it's, um, it, and it, we're all good at learning. Look at where we are. We're women in white coats, right? Um, and it's manageable and it has a huge payoff. So a little investment with a huge return. You can do one thing if you feel like you're treading water and your work-life balance is upside down and you know you just don't have the same joy that you used to or like me, like I'm feeling like I need to escape this, um, that this is a great course to take that and build a whole bunch of new skills and coping skills that you take with you so that when the course is done, you're changed and that you can continue. So um, that, that's, uh, that's something that is really worthwhile. So the investment is great. So. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing your takeaways, your experience in the program and all the wisdom that you've gained there. And it's been a real pleasure having you here today to talk with me and also to have had an opportunity to coach you. It's been a real honor and a pleasure. And Mm -hmm. I want to just thank everybody for listening. And that is it from us today. Thank you so much for listening in. And I want you to always remember that you are not alone. I'm Archana, your sister doc, and I'm here to uplift and empower you all along the journey. Hi there, Women Docs. We hope you've been loving this podcast and feel uplifted at the end of each and every episode. If so, we would really appreciate it if you could give us a five-star rating and write us a positive review. Those reviews help us get the word out and help uplift and empower more women doctors. 
But you know what? We'd love to meet up with you in person. So head on over to womeninwhitecoats.com and sign up to become a member of our supportive tribe. When you do, you will be the first to hear about meetups in your area, as well as upcoming live events. You'll also get our latest blog articles and podcasts delivered straight to your inbox. And you'll be the first to find out about the next time we open up our virtual doctor's lounge, an online membership community created just for women doctors, where each month we run masterclasses with guest experts and masterminds on topics relevant to women doctors. While you're on our website, womeninwhitecoats.com, order your copy of our number one best-selling book, The Chronicles of Women in White Coats. Oh, and be sure to follow us on social media too. On Instagram, you'll find us at Women in White Coats blog. And on Facebook, you can find us at Women in White Coats. Can't wait to meet up soon.